Well, in we've been looking the last few weeks at Matthew 24, the very beginning of the book. And you may say, well, can somebody possibly preach on two or three verses this many weeks? And the answer with me is yes. I think I taught on Revelation chapter one for almost a year one time. And uh, just seeing the Son of Man and the candlestick. So when you, when you look at these things and God begins to speak in your heart and he begins to gather up the scriptures pertaining to it, you, 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 to bring a clarity into the, into the church, into the believers. That's what God wants to do. He wants it to be clear. And he wants it to be clear so that we see the fulfillment in the Lord and we walk after the fulfillment of the Lord and not after what man says, because especially when you get into some of these scriptures, man will tell you everything, but what does the Lord say? And we have to have our hearts turned to the Lord to make sure we're hearing of the Lord. It's very important to hear of the Lord. So we've, we've looked at this for the last three weeks with the introduction and then the first two uh, teachings on it, where Jesus told them that not one stone would be left upon another. And we started off in the really plowing the field in what I call the first lesson on it. And how he takes away that he may establish that he took away the old house that he may establish the second house. Last week, we really got into that established house. We looked at, at how the house is established and how it's built up on the rock, Christ being the rock. And, and going back at Jacob and Jacob laying his head upon the rock, resting upon the rock, who is Christ, you know, speaking. All that was speaking of Christ, and this is none other than the house of God. And that rock was all the way through the Bible. That rock was going to come forth, and a people were going to be built upon that rock. That's why Matthew 24 has to be put in its right order, and that's why it's important for us today. Some people say, well, it's not important for us today. Well, it is, because if you don't understand it, you'll live after the wrong house. See, a lot of people want you to live after the old house, but the old house is no more the house of God if it's fulfilled. I don't believe God's ever coming back to that house. I don't believe God's ever going to build a, another house in the Middle East. I'll just put this out here boldly. I don't believe that. I, I don't see that. I don't believe that. I believe you are his house. You are built up in him, and I believe like we've said the last few weeks, that every article of that old house is fulfilled in Christ, from the altar to the labor to the candlestick to the showbread to the holy of holies to the mercy seat to the glory. And I believe we're the containment of every fulfillment of that house. And that's what expanded, Brother Jimmy. I begin to see that, that the altar, for example, the we house his altar. We're the house of his altar. We are the house of his candlestick. We are the house of his showbread. We are the house of his glory. And, and we house all that the Lord has done. All the Lord has fulfilled. We're the house of it. And what, what that means, why that's so powerful that we're the house of it so we can share it. See, see if, if, that's, 
in me then I can give it. If I don't understand it, I can't give it. So that's why I have to understand it in order to give it. So if I understand the altar, and I, I one thing I, I may see different than a lot of people, I, I don't think you ever go beyond Passover, Pentecost, or Tabernacles. Sometimes people think they graduate, and I probably used to believe that. that we come to Pentecost, or we come to Passover, we come to Pentecost, we come to Tabernacles, kind of graduate. I, I believe that all three of them are him. And we're in this kind of like Israel, in this perpetual, Israel was continuously coming into these feasts. And we're continually knowing the Lord as Passover lamb. It gets bigger. You know, we know a measure of the Passover lamb when we get born again, right? We know a measure of that, that he's our Passover. But then, 30 years later, I'm understanding the Passover lamb unlike I never understood it, you know, 30 years ago. Because, because God is continuing to bring me back to look at the Passover lamb. And the same thing in Pentecost. I, I had an understanding of Pentecost, and God brought in my understanding of Pentecost. And I had probably a very little understanding of tabernacles, and God took the little and he and I and I want to say it's a whole lot, but then he'll broaden it, and I'll realize it wasn't a whole lot. It was just what I had in the Lord, and that's how God works in me. It's this continual working of the Lord, a continual unfolding, because I see all three days as Him. He is the death, He's the burial, He's the resurrection, He's the way, He's the truth, He's the life, He's the outer court. He's the inner court. He's the holy of holies. I find all of these fulfilled in the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and when I look at that, feet as burning brass, where's that at? But the outer court, but the brazen altar. That, and that's, you know, so many times you find them falling at his feet. You find them sitting at his feet. You find when he's raised from the dead, I believe Mary grabbed his feet, worshiped at his feet. And, and that, to me, speaks of that altar. Because I see, I see him as his feet to his head, like John saw in Revelation chapter 1, the brazen altar to the fullness of God, hair white as wool, the wisdom and glory of God. And I believe you can lay him down inside of that house and understand that house if you laid him down, or maybe stand him up, because our brother, who was it, Jacob, saw him as a ladder, stand it up with the way unto God, the, the stairway to God. And he says, this is none other than the house of God. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. It's just coming to me, so I'm going to have to read one verse out of that, and then we're going to continue on. But I'm going to have to go back and read one verse from last week because it just keeps coming at me. And that's in book of Genesis, I believe, chapter 28. And... Verse 17, Jacob says, 
And he was afraid. He said, how awesome is this place? This is none other than the house of God. And this is the gate of heaven. So early in the morning, Jacob took the stone that he had put under his head and he set it up for a pillar and he poured oil on the top of it. He called the name of that place Bethel, but the name of the city was Luz at the first. Then Jacob made a vow saying, if God will be with me and will keep me in this way that I go and will give me bread to eat and clothing to wear so that I come again to my father's house in peace, then the Lord shall be my God. And this stone, here's what I wanted, which I have set up for a pillar shall be God's house. Now, this is the English Standard Version, and I love this. This stone will be God's house. This is the gate of heaven, the stairway of heaven. And this stone is realized, everything Jacob sees here is realized in the person that says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. So all is realized in the person. We should know that. Search the scripture in them. You think you have life, but these are they that testify of me. So all is speaking of him. So this stone that the house, it's going to fill the whole house. This stone cut out of the mount, cut out of the mountain, come into the earth, and then became a great mountain, filled the whole place. This stone, who is Christ. Glory to God. This is whom we're built in. That's why we're built in his altar of sacrifice, because we're building him. That's why we're building his bread of life. That's why we're built into his light. That's why we're washed in his labor. That's why all this that pertains to him is made known in you and I to live in it, to be the house of it the house of his glory, the house of what he's done. That's what we are. We're the house of what he's done, what he's accomplished. Hallelujah. That's such a glorious thought. What God accomplished in Christ, we're the embodiment of it, the house of it. In the earth. Now, if we, if we get a hold of that, we'll go out into the earth and we'll begin to declare it. We'll declare it. And that's why that old house has to be removed from our hearts. That's why Jesus couldn't leave one stone upon another, even in the natural. He had to do away with it, signifying it was over and that this house would have to be built in a people, this house that he is. And I said this last week, I believe it was in 2 Corinthians 6, it says, you are the temple of the living God. And then the book of Revelation, it says, I saw no temple there, but God in the lamb. And I said, well, where did you go? Well, you're swallowed up in the lamb. You're in him. You're built up in him. A holy habitation unto the Lord. That's where you went. You're in Christ. Christ is in you. So, so that doesn't mean you're gone. 
You're in the lamb. You're in him. And so what you're learning is him. And what you're embodying is him. And what you're declaring is him. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Well, in the book of, I believe I want to start in Kings. And that's quite an introduction. <laughs> in uh, the book of, I'll start in Hebrews and then we'll go to Samuel and to Kings. Well, we'll, we'll start Hebrews 8. I'll give you some scriptures. Second Samuel 7, 1 Kings 8. It says, Now the things which we have spoken, this is the sum. We have such a high priest who is set on the right hand of the throne of the majesties in heaven, a minister of the sanctuary and of the true tabernacle, which the Lord pitched and not man. Now that says a lot right there, the true tabernacle. The real thing. What the old spoke of. And he's the minister of it. Aaron's not the minister of this tabernacle. The Levitical priesthood is not the priesthood of this tabernacle. Christ, the high priest. And Peter said, we are a royal priesthood of him. So we minister our high priest. We minister him. We minister this house. Glory to God. Well, in 2 Samuel chapter 7, verse 2, David speaking to Nathan says, See now, I dwell. I'm skipping a few words in verse 2. He says, See now, I dwell in a house of cedar, but the ark of God dwelleth within curtains. And Nathan said to the king, go do all that is in thine heart, for Jehovah is with thee. And it came to pass the same night that the word of Jehovah came unto Nathan, saying, go and tell my servant David, thus saith Jehovah, shalt thou build me a house for me to dwell in? For I have dwelt, for I have not dwelt in a house since the day that I brought up the children of Israel out of Egypt, even to this day, but have walked in a tent and in a tabernacle. In all the places wherein I have walked with all the children of Israel, spake I a word with any of the tribes of Israel who I commanded to be shepherd of my people Israel, saying, Why have you not built me a house of cedar? Now therefore thou shalt say unto my servant David, Thus saith Jehovah of hosts, or the Lord of hosts, I took thee from the sheep coat, from following the sheep, that thou shouldest be prince over my people over Israel. And I have been with thee whithersoever thou wentest, and have cut off all mine enemies from before thee, and I will make thee a great name like unto the great name of the great ones that are in the earth. And I will appoint a place for my people Israel, and I will plant them that they may dwell in their own place and be moved no more. Neither shall the children of wickedness afflict them any more as at the first. And as from the day that I commanded the judges to be over my people, Israel, and I will cause thee to rest from all thine enemies. Moreover, Jehovah telleth thee that Jehovah will make thee a house. When thy days are fulfilled and thou shalt sleep with thy fathers, I will set up thy seed after thee. That shall proceed out of thy bowels, and I will establish his kingdom. He shall build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. 
And David's heart was to build a house for God. That was his heart. Now, King David was, the Bible says in the book of Samuel, that he was a man after God's own heart. He was a man after God's heart as a child. And I believe in that God's heart was to dwell with man, or better as we understand in Christ, to dwell in man. And I believe to a measure, you know, not saying that David didn't have a heart after God, he did. It's all through the scripture that he loved the Lord, that he wanted the Lord, he wanted to live in the presence of the Lord. It's all through the scripture that from his youth, he was after God's heart. But I believe right here is God's heart made known. You know, when it entered David's heart to build God a house. I believe that's the heart of God. I believe David had found the heart he was after to a measure. And God's order was, well, David, you can't build this house because you're a man of war. But your son, Solomon, that is a man of peace, he's going to build this house. And God's going to dwell in the midst of thee forever in type and shadow. Now, this, this is the heart of God that he would dwell in the midst of a people. And here David, desiring God's heart, you know, this come up out of his heart, but it had to go in order. And I believe both David and Solomon are both of you of the Lord Jesus Christ. David, being a man of war, being the cross, conquering, speaking of the cross, conquering all the enemies, putting all the enemies under Israel's feet, and then Solomon being a man of rest, I believe, speaking of the resurrection and living in the peace and the abundance of God as God is supplying in Christ, just like we read in Ephesians 1 and other places, how he's blessed us with all spiritual blessings. You, you look at King Solomon and he's blessed without measure. And I won't read all of this tonight because if I read all my scriptures, we'll be here for a long, long time. But Solomon, when he built the house of God, it's in 1 Kings and in the book of Chronicles also. What happens? Well, the house of God is built in verse 13, 1 Kings 8. Let's start at verse 10. It says, verse 10. 1 Kings 8.10 says, And it came to pass when the priests were come out of the holy place that the cloud filled the house of Jehovah so that the priests could not stand to minister by reason of the cloud. See, the Lord's the minister of it. <laughs> Christ, a high priest of his own house. That order, when God moved in there, that even that old order couldn't stand anymore. Even even there in the type and shadow, look at that. When God's glory was present, that old order couldn't stand and minister. For the glory of Jehovah filled the house of Jehovah. Then spake Solomon, Jehovah hath said that he would dwell in thick darkness. I have surely be, built thee a house of habitation, a place for thee to dwell in forever. 
And the king turned his face about and blessed all the assembly of Israel. And all the assembly of Israel stood, and he said, Blessed be Jehovah, the God of Israel, who spake with his mouth unto David thy father, and hath with his hand fulfilled it, saying, Since the day that I brought forth my people Israel out of Egypt, I chose no city out of all the tribes of Israel to build a house, that my name might be there, but I chose David to be over my people Israel. So here in Solomon, this house is coming forth. Here God's glory is seen. Here God's glory moves into this house. This is also found in 2 Chronicles chapter 5. And then in uh, 2 Chronicles 6, I want to read this to you. Verses 1 and 2, and then 17 and 18. So if you'll turn to 2 Chronicles 6, 1 and 2. 1 and 2 says, Then spake Solomon, Jehovah has said that he would dwell in the thick darkness, but I have built thee a house of habitation and a place for thee to dwell in forever. Now, go down to verse 17 18. Now, therefore, O Jehovah, the God of Israel, let thy word be verified which thou spake unto the servant David, but will God in very deed dwell with men on the earth? Behold the heaven, and the heaven of heavens cannot contain thee. How much less this house, which I have builted thee, or which I have built. So here he declares the heaven of heavens can't contain thee, how much less than this house? So even to a measure, Solomon saw this house that had been set up, that God's glory came in, couldn't contain the Lord. This wasn't the final place, you could say, of rest for the Lord. In Haggai, God declared that the glory of the latter house will be greater than the glory of the former house. Now, we're going to turn to Isaiah, but he declares that, and I believe that happened twice. You say twice, what do you mean? I believe that's true in you and I, that the glory, we are the, the glory of this house, who is Christ, is greater. But I also believe in that old covenant that Jesus walked into that house. And for a moment, the glory of God came in the greatness of Jesus Christ into that old covenant house. And then he walked out of it, and, you know, he was in it, I guess, multiple times during his earthly ministry. But when he walked out of it the final time, he said, now your house has left you desolate. And his glory was coming back there no more. It was coming in a people. It was coming to be known in you and I and that's where it's at today. It ain't going back into the house again. That house is desolate. And so it has to be removed from our hearts that we're not looking for that old covenant house, but we're looking for the house that God has built in Christ. And Isaiah, he began to declare, heaven is my throne. Where's that at? Isaiah, what, 66, I believe. 66.1. Thus saith Jehovah, heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool. 
you know, he's, there's, you, you know, if I just take that literal, totally literal, heaven's my throne. He fills it all up. The earth's his footstool. What manner of house will you build me and what place shall be my rest? For all these things have my hand made and so shall all these and so all these things came to be, said Jehovah, but to this man will I look, even to him that is poor and of a contrite spirit and that trembleth at my word. So he was looking to a man. Hear what God said. What manner of house will you build me? Where's the place of my rest? So God's desire was in a man. His place of rest was in a man. Everything he was dealing with in Israel with Moses and Solomon was speaking of a man. Was speaking of a man. That's what Jesus had to say. See you not these things. There won't be a stone left upon another. Why is that? Because a greater than Solomon had come, a greater than the temple had come. Jesus had come, the man that God was looking toward had come. See, this, this was who he was looking toward. This is my beloved son. He said, when Jesus was baptized in John of the Jor at the Jordan, he says, this is the man. This is my son in whom I am well pleased. So the man that was Isaiah was declaring was Christ, was the Lord Jesus Christ. Why was it him? Because he was going to bring forth a new man in the earth. A new creation. That's what he was getting ready to do. When he came into the earth, that was the man God was looking for that was going to bring forth this heavenly man, this new man, and he was going to inhabit a man. Now, we're part of that man. That's the glory of this, is that while, while Jesus was, when he walked the earth, he was it. The Father in me doeth the work. God was living in him. He was living in God. And that's what he declared. Now, this man has increased to a many-membered man. No longer just the Lord Jesus by himself, but the Lord and his body. So just like he said in John 14, at that day you will know I am in the Father, you are in me, and I am in you. That's an increase of him, because now he has a many-membered man that he's inhabiting. And this is how the house is built up in him, glory to God, is, is that we come to understand he's the, he's the building block of the house. And he builds us up into what he is. See, see, I could read the Bible all day, and I and I and some days I read it a lot. And I and I use this often. I could read that we're the righteousness of God. 
but unto I know him that is righteousness, to I am built in his righteousness. I read it in the Bible, but I don't really know it in my heart. And that's two different things, reading it in the Bible and knowing it in your heart. But see, God wants you to embody it. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I was talking about last week. We are the embodiment of him. So that of him has to be built. That's why I have to know him in his death. I have to understand the altar. I have to understand him as the fulfillment of the altar. I have to know him in his burial. I have to eat the bread and drink the wine. I have to go into the house and eat of him. The light has to come on, and I have to see my union with him. And I have to know him in his resurrection. To know the glory and the life of God that he is. So I have to be built up in him in all things. Glory to God. And that's, what, that's what's going on. That's why we see him. That's why we keep looking at him. Because he's the answer to everything. Everything we're looking to understand is really answered in the Lord Jesus Christ. And the only way I can understand the scripture is to know it in him. That's what the Bible says, that all things are gathered up in him. So if I try to gather up all things anywhere but him, I, I'm not going to, I'm going to be void. So I'm built in him as a habitation of God's fullness, God's completion, God's rest. Now, God has defeated all enemies in the Lord Jesus Christ. Defeat them all. So we're to be the habitation of that. What does that mean, be the habitation of it? We take it into the earth. We declare it to one another. That's what we, that's what we do. We declare him to one another. We declare him to the earth. Yes. His manifest glory comes through you and I. Now, this is where it gets glorious, folks. His living word comes into you and I. We hear and see by him. We understand and live here by him. God has brought us up into this great, glorious mountain of God. We've come to Mount Zion, the city of the living God, where the house is built. Where was the house built? In the old, it was built in word Jerusalem. And when he says, we've come to Mount Zion, the city of God. And Isaiah says, lo, that I lay in Zion a stone, a tried stone, a sure cornerstone. Jesus was the tried stone that were built upon him. He was tried and found perfect. Death couldn't hold him. 
So I, I keep seeing this in my heart that we need to hear what he's done. Do we believe it? I need the word of Christ spoken over me by him. God, speak your word over me. Declare your word in me. You are the righteousness of God in Christ. Hallelujah. The increase of his government has no end. His authority can't be put down. We're partakers of it, folks. We're partakers of him. This is what we are. Partakers of the Lord Jesus Christ. He that conquered every enemy. Well, we keep hearing that and seeing it. Thy sins will I remember no more. Why? They're laid upon him. We have perpetual, continual life. We have everlasting life. Till that life becomes a living stream, a living well springing up in us, causing that eternal life to come forth, causing that life that he is to come out of our bellies to affect even our very natural bodies that our very natural bodies become the instrument of Christ instead of the instrument of death. You know, it becomes the instrument of him. See, this natural body was the instrument of Adam. But we keep hearing his voice until even the natural bodies obeying him. <laughs> we think it, some Christians think, well, it'll never be that way. Well, I don't. I believe that he swallows up death in victory. I believe that even our natural bodies have to succumb to him and obey him and live in victory over death and hell. Now, I believe that. I believe that with all my heart, that he's my life, and he causes these natural bodies to manifest his life that's what i'm talking about they manifest his life that out of our mouths out of our out of our hands comes that of christ that we have a new heart well if we have a new heart then our body should be manifesting that new heart shouldn't be the same old thing coming out of our bodies that used to come out. That's what Paul says, you're the temple of the Holy Ghost. So if I've got the Holy Ghost living in me, then this body should be manifesting what's of the Holy Ghost. What's of the Holy Ghost is life. See, see don't misunderstand me. I, I'm not talking one way or the other about, when I talk about life, about the natural life, I'm talking about the resurrection life. That these bodies manifest the life that he is. They give way 
from the earth to what he is. That's what I'm trying to say. That in these bodies that used to just manifest what Adam is, they're now manifest in life. Who is Christ? Hallelujah. Now, I look, for, I look to know the Lord in that way, that even my natural body succumbs to him. Now, I believe I'm the body of Christ. If you ask me, who, what are you, Wayne? I'll tell you, I'm a member of the body of Christ. That's what I believe. Well, if I'm his body that has all rule and power and authority, I believe he's able to succumb even my earthly tent to the glory that he is. That out of my earthly tent would manifest him instead of Adam. We're the embodiment of the Lord. He lives in us. He dwells in us. We have his very life. His very presence. I'm going to bring this to a close in a second, but His very presence is in you. His very life is in you. Yes, that's what, what's in the new covenant is God is in you. You're the house of Him. All that Jesus did is to be known, to be unveiled. In a people. I don't want to cut him short on anything. Well. I appreciate this Lord Willem. We're going to move on. From the first couple verses. Next week. We'll probably be in that. Next. Part for a little while. But I. Just believe this has blessed you and me. This has blessed me because God has just brought an increase into my heart. It's blessed me, and I believe it's blessing you all as well. Father, we just thank you for your glorious increase that you are. Lord, that you just come and you just expand everything we think we know. You just expand it. And we see it greater than ever before. And we ask you just to expand in these lovely people. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen.